Buenos dias from San Gervasi. This is the Rorschach Argentina update from the 3rd of March 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Argentina. News of Russia's invasion of Ukraine has taken the world by storm. Ripples are being felt all the way down to the South American continent. The Argentinian government has recently come under fire by refusing to sign the Organization of American States Declaration against Russia's illegal, unjustified, and unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. Argentine diplomats stated that the forum had no jurisdiction to discuss issues that were taking place beyond the continent's borders. Brazil and Argentina were the only two American countries that declined to sign the declaration. Opposing party leaders such as Patricia Pulrich and Alisa Carrió have criticized the Kirchnerist government's initial lukewarm response to the situation. Members of Carrió's party even put forward a project in Congress demanding that all military agreements between Russia and Argentina be severed. Santiago Cafiero, Argentina's foreign minister, finally addressed the issue on Monday, the 28th of February, in Geneva during the UN session. He said, quote, Argentina reiterates that the Russian Federation ceased their use of force immediately and condemns the invasion of Ukraine as well as all the military operations that are being carried out in Ukrainian territory, end quote. In more international news, although the agreement with the IMF was expected to be presented in Congress before March, there's been no updates. Economy Minister Martin Guzman has still not confirmed when he will be going to discuss the plans openly and in detail. The president, Alberto Fernandez, is expected to outline the plan on the 1st of March during his address to the state. Nevertheless, The uncertainty is stressing everybody out since the deadline for the next major payment is on the 22nd of March and the party Frente de Todos seems to be divided with some factions still refusing to back any possible agreement. To further align with the fund's request, the Argentine Central Bank requested the benchmark interest rate up to almost 43%, reported that the IMF staff have pushed for interest rates to exceed annual inflation, which is now at almost 51%. It's the second interest rate raise this year. Moving on, the government has decided to push back, yet again, the tax adjustment on gas and petrol. The update is one of the many measures the government hopes to put in place in order to comply with the IMF's request to reduce the fiscal deficit. But even though raising taxes would get the government more revenue, it may push up inflation. According to consulting agency Energy Concilium, the increase will bring in negligible revenues, For consumers, the tax increase could lead to a rise of more than 7% in the price of diesel fuel and a rise of almost 10% in the price of gasoline in the city of Buenos Aires. Liquid fuel tax and the carbon tax were supposed to be adjusted in March, but it has been repeatedly put off. The decree states that the increase was postponed, quote, in order to ensure a necessary stabilization and a proper evolution of oil prices, end quote. Keeping with the subject of price hikes, electricity bills might go up as well. There have been ongoing discussions about a possible reduction in the amount of subsidies for electricity providers. It's expected that electricity bills for the Buenos Aires metropolitan area will increase its price on the 1st of March. There have been much debate between provincial governors about how the price for electricity varies throughout the country. According to Edinor, one of Buenos Aires' main electricity providers, residents from the city of Buenos Aires and its surrounding areas have one of the lowest rates in the country at around 1,300 pesos or 12 U.S. dollars per month. The highest rates are paid by the people of Córdoba province, whose bills are about 4,500 pesos or $38 per month. Many provinces feel like Buenos Aires has disproportionate amount of subsidies allocated to keep the cost of services such as electricity and transportation low. According to Cecilia Laclau, 
president of the Foundation for Electrical Development, the amount charged depends not just on the price of electricity and how it is taxed, but also on the price of distribution. Each municipality or province sets its own taxes regarding energy consumption. The metropolitan area has been granted many subsidies to lower residents' bills. It has also more infrastructure for distribution. Let's switch to agriculture. Soy production numbers are looking even more grim than anticipated. According to a report made by Rosario Stock Exchange, Argentina will produce only 12.4 million tons of soybeans, the lowest amount in 14 years. The phenomenon La Nina brought along unprecedented droughts, and it is estimated to last until March or May, which brings even less chance of recovery. It's not likely that the soil will receive enough rain for farmers to consider planting new batches. The droughts have not only affected grain and soybean production, but have also caused devastating fires in the province of Corrientes. Fires first broke out back in December and quickly grew out of control. Close to 9% of the province's territory has burned down. Fortunately, there have been no fatal victims reported, but many people have been evacuated or have had their property destroyed. Economic and ecological damages have also been substantial since the affected area is one of the main productive assets in the country and also one of the most biodiverse. Producers Association Coniago estimates that around 49 million U.S. dollars in crops have been lost, mostly from destroyed rice paddies and yerba mate fields, and at least 70,000 heads of cattle have been lost as well. The hardest hit area have been forests of Iberra, home to many endangered species, as well as to the reintroduced species such as the Yaguarete jaguar and the red Guaycamayo macaws, the forests, which are one of the few sweetwater wetlands still standing, were greatly affected by two years of diminishing rainfalls. The lack of humidity left the territory particularly prone to wildfires. Not everything is bad news for Argentina's economy, though. National Statistics Bureau, INDEC, has confirmed that the country's GDP has grown a little over 10% in 2021. Argentina had not shown any increase in gross domestic product since 2018. It's believed that the country may be finally coming out of the recession it entered at the end of 2017, which, which was made worse by the pandemic. This is welcome news for the government that is currently immersed in ongoing negotiations with the IMF. Initial projections see the country's GDP growing by around 3% more in 2022. In more good news, police have found Betiana Rossi, who had been missing for almost 20 days. The woman was found squatting in a cabin that was still under construction in Escobar in Buenos Aires province. The 38-year-old had disappeared in early February and been seen leaving her house after arguing with her boyfriend. It is suspected that money problems were the cause for her disappearance, although the investigators are still not sure exactly what led her to leave her family and hide out miles from home. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at argentina at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at rorschachargentina. Nos vemos la próxima semana.